Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. <laughs> You're good indeed, Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw, do not, do not unplug. This is a highly rated radio program, Terry, okay? Okay? This is a giant platform. Uh, ESPN Twin Cities right here. Yeah. Welcome, yeah. To, the, welcome to the cold. It's the big stuff, Terry Bradshaw. You're playing some cold weather. You know what it's all about. All right, Mackie and Judd, we're this back here nuts. in the zoo that is Radio Row. He had a 10-year career in the NFL. I'm sure he has a lot of Mike Zimmer stories for us here in Minnesota, and he joined us on behalf of Bank America. Dahani Jones. What's up? What's welcome up? to the What's show, up? man. How are you? This place is crazy. It's ridiculous. It's, all, it's always the same. It's always the same. People all over the place just, like, hanging out, kicking it. It's a reunion it's like, for football players. I feel like too. there's a lot of people that just, like, walk back and forth just seeing who they see and just wanting to say They don't stuff. actually have media obligations. They're no, not actually pimping anything. hanging out. Look, Emmett Smith is over there. They're bumping off pe- people, though, too, because it's not big enough to honey. So yeah. people are like, you're bouncing off. Just, like, following around, like, oh, I haven't seen you for so long. You know, look at this. Like, fancy people all over the place. <laughs> a lot of well-dressed people in the house. Right now, yeah. Huh? Uh, t- hey, tell us a about A lot of Hall of Famers. There's a lot of gold jackets. There's a lot of ownership, you know. Know, waiting for JT to walk in, he's gonna walk up and say what's up to me. We're like, hey, what's going on, JT? You know, it's funny too because let's like during halftime, they made the rows for like skinny radio guys, not thinking, oh, there's gonna be 300. Wait, 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 go back, go back to that. Go Fat to radio that. guys. Okay, I was just, out of shape radio guys. No such thing. I was, I was, skinny I was trying to, I was trying to figure out like, where you going with that. If you it's, could break down the sciences of diet soda oh. for Judd Zolgad here, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. are, you, are you big diet soda? I love diet soda all day and coffee. Yes, it's terrible for you. Diet cokes. It's bad for you. How so? It's bad. It don't, teaches, don't tell me that. Like that actually teaches your body to like want more food and more sugar because it, it's fake sugar. It's the worst. I have like articles on my phone about it. That's why I've got water I, right here right now. Yeah, but you only drink one of those every year. <laughs> no, it's once a month. Come on, don't tell me, short. Every, what every year? That's it. Take it from fitness gurus like Dahani and myself. Yeah, okay? thanks, Phil. You, know, you don't get a rock solid core like yeah, this. Yeah, without... this is tight right here. I'm telling you what, this is legit. So, what are some of the things you're doing with Bank Amer- uh, Bank of America? I'm, I'm, help, I'm helping people keep their friends. Right. One of the most important things is that you pay somebody back when you owe them money, and people don't, and then you lose that friend because the fact is people get really upset. You know, whether it's like twenty bucks, hundred bucks, it doesn't matter. And with the Bank of America mobile banking app, which features Zelle, you can do that right then and there and right away and take care of those IOUs. Right on, right on. So you, let's talk, we want some Mike Zimmer stories here pretty soon, but for, I, what you I'm curious about. we talk about how many times he kicked me out of practice? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's start there. About exactly what we want. He, let's start there. He, he cussed me out. You want to yes. talk about how many times that we got into debates at like 6 o'clock when I walked in early and he's in there early too. You want to talk about like late at night when he's walking in trying to figure out like, Donnie, what are you doing here? You know, we, we've had a lot of different debates. What's the most and then, the, and, then and then how about the debates when we got, you know, when we got down um, farther in our relationships? 
and you know working on plays together, you know learning about defenses together. You know it's a, it's an evolution, right? As an older guy playing in National Football League, and then Zim as an older guy being in the league as long as he has been, um, you bump heads for a second, and it takes a while in order to sort of understand the dynamic between the two of us. Yeah. So like, what's the most he's ever screamed at you? Like what? What's the thing that the, you the did most or that, how long? that ticked him off the most? Oh, man, everything ticks him off. It's not his thing. Oh, Every, yeah? Everything makes him mad. No, um, yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I think, I think I probably just didn't do something the way he wanted me to do it in practice, and he yelled at me, and I probably yelled back at him, and he yelled at me again, <laughs> and then he just, like, kicked me out of practice, yeah. one of those types of things. But um, I don't remember anything specifically. Maybe sometimes asking him a couple questions that probably he thought I should know the answer to yeah. or just like calling him out on something that I probably shouldn't have called him out about but you know that's about the evolution of the relationship between the player and the coach and um, I think that, that Zim he's definitely a player's coach I mean, he wants you to thrive in the environment he wants you to be a better player every single day every, and he does not let off of you ever so was there a particular time where, where possibly your debates or, or arguments turned from that to trust like yeah, when, I think that's what that happens. Happen? You know what? That happens when you actually make plays on the football field. You can't. That doesn't turn into trust, and and you're not successful on the field because it's about playing the game and winning the game. It's about making the plays that you're supposed to, and then making some of the plays that you're not supposed to, and then helping other people that are supposed to make some plays. You make those plays too, and then that's the evolution of that that trust factor. Were you shot? We, we sat here and watched the best defense in the NFL and had no thought in our minds that Philadelphia with Nick Foles was going to score more than about nine points in that NFC Championship game. Did that surprise you, too, a Mike Zimmer defense? Just like flea flickers over their heads and deep passes and the way that game played out a couple weeks ago. You know, um, football's funny like that. I mean, there's, you know, every given, every given Sunday wasn't coined for no reason. You know, um, sometimes things are just off. Um, and, I, and I think it's the same way when it comes to the Super Bowl. I mean, a lot of people are saying, oh, well, the Patriots are just going to have a great game. And people are going to say, well, maybe the Eagles are going to have just a great game. The fact is both of those teams could have equally a bad day and a bad game and lose, those game, lose the game. And that's football, right? And um, there's a lot of things that ultimately play into that, in, uh, into that factor. But, you know, I just want to have a really good game that goes past halftime. And the Patriots always have those type of games. I always say to my friends, games don't start till the fourth quarter. So just call me when uh, when it's the fourth. Yeah, especially when Tom Brady is down twenty-eight to three, and you can't feel safe. Like, you can't no, feel no safe. Lead I mean, safe on Sunday. Fifty doesn't matter. He's gonna find a way back. Of course he will. Uh, where, where does uh, Mike rank among defensive minds who coached you? Where does he rank about defensive minds? I as mean, far as like, I, being I, a, a savant of football and well, Jim Johnson. I mean, come on now. Yeah. All right. Uh, John Fox. Yeah, I mean, come on now, uh, you know. And then you have you have Mike. I mean, what do you want me to say? All the guys. Jim Johnson was right. Fantastic. Fantastic. Correct? I mean, he revolutionized the way that people played d defense. I mean, you look at Zim, the same thing. So all the people that I've ever played for have become head coaches. I mean, Jim Johnson, you know, God rest his soul, you know, he passed. Um, they they were all good. So it's hard to say who was the best, right? And um, they all had different things to teach me. Yeah. Tahani Jones is with us, Mackie and Judd, Radio Row. He joins us on behalf of Bank of America. And so I, I have seen your show, Adventure Capitalist, on CNBC before. I'm kind of I'm, I, I'm a geek, and I, I like what you've done after your career. And I'd love for you to tell us about how you got into investing in early-stage startups. That's sort of 
the next post-football phase of your career. How did you get interested in it? What do you look for when you're looking at different companies? Tell us about your, your post-career. Well, I think, number one, I, I look for good founders. I look for people with great ideas that can execute on a strategy that's well thought out, right? Um, how did I get into it? You know, I, I thought I had an idea. I thought I could find a place within the market that I could make a difference. And some of those ideas didn't work out so well, and some of those ideas did a lot, did a lot better. Um, and within the investing space, you know, you, you learn and you evolve your investment practice over time, and you also learn from people that have done it a lot better than you have. And um, venture capitalist is sort of like that next phase where I'm now able to learn <clears throat> as well as teach other people and, and beyond, the, beyond the network and be able to showcase people like when you play football and you transition, you don't necessarily have to go into one specific area. You can go into this world of business, which is really important. I think a lot of people try to do that and just fail. Like Just because you have money doesn't mean that you should be recklessly investing in things, right? Well, there's a lot of people that have a, a lot of money that have failed too. I mean, there's a bunch of stories out there that talk about Elon Musk when he invests in different things. He goes broke. He, he sells out for his product. You know, if he's got $100 million in the bank, he takes nine... Nine hundred ninety-nine million. What you know? Whatever it is. Yeah. Not, whatever that is. Nine. What is it? If he's nine hundred ninety-nine million. million. No, 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 no. Ninety-nine million nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars and ninety-nine cents. There you go. Yeah. He takes that and puts it into a company. He'll he'll keep that one cent though in order to make sure that he can pay a little bit of something. Yeah. Well, what people um, don't realize, like uh, Steve Jobs pumped money into Pixar for like eight years. And, and leaked money for almost a decade until Toy Story came out. Yeah. And that, so that was but, a failed company for yeah, a Yeah, and, and you know, people always give the sort of the analogy talking about you only can see the tip of the iceberg. What's below the water is all the hard, hard work. What's below the water is all the, all the failures along the way, mm -hmm. right? Um, but that's business too. And that's football too. Think about all the people that have worked really hard in order to get where they are today. And then all of a sudden, right. you know, they just sort of show up and then they're like, wow, that guy's a superstar. I didn't realize he was going to be so great. You didn't realize all the hard work and all the failure and all the different things that he had to do in order to get where he is. Yeah. Speaking of the sport, in your mind, uh, when, when the next CBA comes up, do players need to, to strike? I mean, are, are we to the point now where the owners get so much and the league does too that, that although it would certainly be a hurt in the short term, the players need to seriously consider going out during the season? So I don't ever think that a strike is, is good for the game. Um, because there's, you know, the, the fans and the community are already at a little bit of odds with football. Sure. You don't want to lose anybody. Um, so the extent that we can find a way to sort of find that common ground, that's what I'm for. I, I will never think that a strike is good for, you know, whether it's management, whether that's players, or whether that's coaches, it doesn't matter. That's never good for anybody. Yeah, I think you nailed it, too. Right now would be a terrible time with all the negative attention from the national anthem stuff, you know, whatever. You're trying to attract an audience, and TV ratings were down You want to keep people. Sure. You yeah. want to keep people in the seats. Guaranteed contracts, I mean, there, there's going to have to be some type of, of line in the Sandron to get contracts guaranteed or more at some point. I would love that. I mean, that's the one thing, because we see these contracts as fans, you know, seven years and all, well, then and the it's question, a folly. I, I guess the question that one might ask, and I don't know because I haven't done the math, is, is, that, fun, is that financial sustainable? Right in the in the current model of, of football and the current model of sports, you know, how does that adversely affect in a positive or a negative way the the essence of the game? You know, you we have big rosters, 
right? You have, you know, we have 50 guys out there, mm -hmm. right? You got to pay them all a lot of money. It's not like yeah. baseball where you only have a couple guys. It's not like basketball where you only have a couple guys. So that might be the argument. I don't know. And like um, you're, you're going to have probably shorter term contracts if they're guaranteed deals, right? I'm not going to give a guy a five, five year ironclad contract that might blow his knee well, out. I mean, look, in, in baseball, they do it all the time. You know, you might get a four every year, sport does it. Four or five year deal, and he's got a hundred million bucks. Yep. You know, so then all of a sudden he's like, you know, sixty five, and he's still getting paid a million dollars a year. He's not yeah. doing anything. Like Bobby at all. Bonilla still cashes a check, I think, every June or July for for thirty years since the nineteen. That's, that's a lot of money. Yep. So I don't know if that works when you got over fifty guys that are sitting on the roster. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a tough conversation. I haven't really been involved too much um, with the Players Association except for the fact that I'm part of the One Team Collective, which is focused on being able to identify new amazing products that are part of the National Football League um, that are leveraged through the Players Association. But some of those intimate details I know some of my, some of my friends are working on. And we'll just see what happens. But a strike is never any good. Right on. Hey, great to meet Thank you. you. Jones. You. Thanks Thank for you. coming over on behalf right. of Bank of America. Enjoy. And you can check out his show, Adventure Capitalist, on CNBC as well. Mike Golick joined us in 20 minutes from Radio Row, Mackie and Judd. Uh, Judd, fire away. Thank you, Phil. Uh, first off, before we go, I want to tell you that there are more than 65 exciting events taking place on every level and around every corner. I've been talking to you about this for, what, three, four days now, of the Mall of America this week. This includes the Fan Gallery in the Media Center, presented by Microsoft on Level 3. You can watch broadcasters, professional athletes, and guest celebrities during live broadcasts throughout the week. I've been talking today about the Old Spice Exceptional Scent event. That's at Macy's uh, Court at 1.30. I've been talking to you, too, about uh, Microsoft Store, Level 1 of the South End, a panel of National Football League superstars. Russell Wilson, Greg Olson, Larry Fitzgerald discuss the charitable causes they support. Hang around for a meet and greet uh, with the Cardinals receiver, Larry Fitzgerald, social autographs, giveaways, and more. Also, there's the Best Buy Tech Zone that is going right now, noon to 8 p.m., and the DirecTV Now Boombox in Sears Court that also is going on all day out here at the Mall of America. And while you're out here, make sure to share your experience by taking Mall of America with the hashtag BoldNorthMOA on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Mackie and Judd back from the Mall of America, Level 3. Uh, come join us. This place is absolutely packed with uh, football players, celebrities, and fans today. Uh, Chad Greenway, Phil, said something that I thought was very candid and very intriguing. And that's this. You retire after a, a lengthy career with the Vikings, and your friends are still on that team. Yeah. And you're still in town. And you watch them, and they go 13-3. and three. And on one hand, you're sort of thinking to yourself, well, this is great for my friends. But then you're also thinking to yourself, wow, they're 13-3, and three, and they might, they might actually make the game I never got to without me. It was very candid, but I think anyone would feel the exact same way, which is you're really going to do this in oh the year that I, after I've retired? Well, I mean, I, I, this might not apply to, to you because – I'm going to make a relationship analogy. I mean, you met your wife early in life. I mean, you didn't. You guys have been together for decades. But you know, when when you end a relationship or a marriage or something, you're not exactly. Even if it's amicable, yep. you're kind of hoping that person feels a little tortured without you, right? Sure. That they can't quite envision their lives without Judd, or you know. <laughs> yes, um, no so I can see. I can see how you wouldn't be. Thanks, yeah. How Judd feels about co-hosts. <laughs> Oh, man. So, you know, I could see how you wouldn't root against your friends or the organization, but you would want to be validated as a football player, right, as a contributor and a leader. Of that course. If they were to go on and win big and win the Super Bowl the year after you left, you might question, was my leadership or was my, you know what, 
Oh, wait a second. They took me out and they got better? So yeah. I, I, can, I can empathize with that a little bit, for sure. And it, it's the year that they get to have all this fun? Like, you yeah. just got done playing, and, and, you're, and you're coming off a year in which you started 5-0 and and things were great, and then the team collapsed, and now they win 13 games. If I left 1500 ESPN, I would hope that this radio show tanks to number two in the ratings behind, oh, wait. Uh, that's not going right, to be a bad that's example. That's not going to be a problem. It's a bad example, but that would be really tough. Um, I do think he has a career in anything he wants, Jack Greenway, and I think he could be. A, I could think he could be a talk show host. He could be a color commentator. Yep. I could see him doing NFL Network or ESPN or executive stuff. if he wants. He could be an executive. He can get back in into yeah. the, that role. I would guess very easily. He's a personable guy. He's a great public speaker. Yep. Um, but yeah, that is interesting. I because I when you when when yeah I, I expected him to say, oh my God, I'm depressed just like everybody else. No. You know, and he said, I want the franchise to succeed. Just didn't want it to happen this year, and that makes like, perfect I was, sense. I did not expect that answer from him. Like three or four years out, and your friends are starting to leave the roster. You probably be like, "Oh, this is really cool. Right. Good for them." Right. But exactly. one year after, and all of a sudden, like, bang, they're going to be in the Super Bowl. Now, now, I'm sure, I'm sure to uh, uh, Chad's credit, he was not thinking to himself, "I hope they get blown out by 31 in the NFC title game." Yeah. But. Uh, Nonetheless, I found that I found it to be a very honest but intriguing answer to a question that I think you're right. Anybody in life would not want success to immediately come to something, a venture they just left. Right. He also brought up, we asked him about the quarterbacks, and he brought up a point that we haven't really touched on yet. He thinks it's pretty unlikely that you'd have three years into a combination of Case Keenum, Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Bradford, all familiar with your organization, and you know the personnel and just everything and and minnesota and then go away from all three of them to go spend a bunch of money maybe 30 million dollars a year i agree with that on somewhat of an unknown commodity yes and that makes some sense but it's amazing that all four of the guys that so the three guys you had and then kirk cousins if those are the four options that we're talking about all of them have deal-breaking question marks right kirk cousins is going to make a ton of money that maybe prevents you from re-signing some of your key young players and who knows? Maybe he's not one of the top seven or eight quarterbacks in the league when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. Those are those are those are huge question marks. Teddy Bridgewater's knee—it would be an historic medical comeback if he were to become a franchise quarterback after that injury. Huge question mark. Sam Bradford, same thing. And Case Keenum—the question mark is: it Was it just a flash in the pan season? Right. So, like like Chad said 15 minutes ago, this is a franchise-altering off-season for Rick Spielman, who's been here for 10 years in some capacity, maybe more. And you're either going to push forward with maybe a franchise guy and knock on the door of a Super Bowl again, or you could see a scenario in which head coach in his 60s can't figure out quarterback, defense, so certain guys start to age, like Everson Griffin's now 30 years old. Right. You could see where that would have been the peak and you whiffed in 2017. And the problem, too, is this. How much faith do you have in an organization that has taken a lot of swings at this exact same position, the most important in sports, by the way, yeah. and gotten it wrong. Yeah. You know, I don't, I mean, we don't you got, know if they got it wrong with Teddy and fairness. No, but, but it, it fell apart. And now this is why I think if they have faith in Teddy, they're bringing him back. Yeah. Because oh. I think they're going to say, we love him, we drafted him, yeah. it was going to work, it can still work. Couldn't you, in fairness to Rick Spielman, couldn't you make a case that he swung and made great contact on all three of the quarterbacks that were on the roster. That Teddy Bridgewater, injuries derailed him, but he helped lead the team to 11-5 well, record. Keenum, yeah, he did Sam sure. Bradford had the best 
collective 16-game stretch over the course of two years because of injuries yeah. of his entire career. Yes. And Case Keenum had the best season of his entire career. Yes. So you could make, you know, for as much as we rag on Spielman for Ponder and for bringing in Josh Freeman, and I get it, all those are all valid complaints. Right. To come back and maybe have, if not a home run, maybe hit a solid double with, with these other three guys. It, it gives me a little bit more. The fact that they nailed Case Keenum and Sam Bradford, um, it gives me a little bit more uh, of a positive feeling about their search this offseason so and their I decision. To go back to your question that, that you asked me about an hour ago, what is your confidence if you go through, given the parameters of what we know about them, Keenum, Bridgewater, Bradford, Cousins? Um, uh, the confidence, yeah. like rating and all. Um, yes. My God. Because <laughs> I, I did it quickly. Oh, it's really tough. Well, I, it's, as far as just their ability to play quarterback and stay healthy, Kirk Cousins is number one. Sure, but, but I'm paying you gotta a lot pay, more for you got to pay I'm, him all that money right. and, and watch guys leave because of it. Yeah, you're not retaining all your defensive young guys if you do this. So I think I would still put him number one. Okay, understanding that at least in 2018, that isn't going to be a factor—the losing the young guys thing. Maybe you can cash in in this window before you start to have to make those, you know, cut or keep decisions on some of these players. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, I once you get four or five years down the road, and the Kirk Cousins contract has cost you Eric Kendricks or Stefan Diggs. Now it matters more. Yes. But if he, it's almost like in baseball when the, the, when the Detroit Tigers went out and signed Prince Fielder and Miguel Cabrera to these ridiculous contracts. They traded for Cabrera but extended him for 10 years. Or when the, like the Angels are even better. The Angels signed C.J. Wilson, Albert Pujols, and Josh somebody Hamilton. else. Josh, Josh Hamilton. Hamilton yep. Ridiculous contract. And, they, and, well, actually both franchises, the Tigers and the Angels, neither one won the World Series. Correct. But I think everyone involved would say, worth it in the short term to try and win it right now in the next three years and just take your chances on the back end of those contracts and the angels have missed the playoffs a bunch lately and the tigers are kind of where they are now so you definitely it, it definitely becomes a problem down the road and in football even more so because there's a salary cap so you put cousins but i would one, still put cousins number one in that group because you know a lot more about what you're getting and you know that you can win a super bowl right now with a good quarterback I'm not sure if Teddy Bridgewater can be good enough in 2018, having not really played in two years. Yeah. Chad also, well, I'm not 100% sure either. I'm yeah, and, that, and so. that's why that's <laughs> why with, with all the teams that are going to ultimately pursue him, that's what scares me. Yeah. Because somebody's going to do something so stupid where you say, I can't fathom paying him that much. Right. Uh, Chad also brought up the great point, which is the Shermer point. Who's your coordinator? Who's your coordinator? How flexible is that person with the personnel that he is given, and how much can he impact the quarterback? Yep. So I'm still, you know what, I wouldn't. I think if, if they did hire Daryl Bevel, I think there'd be a lot of people complaining about that. I wouldn't complain about I it. I wouldn't at all. I told you I would not complain about I would, that. No, it's. He's got a lot of experience, and he's, he is. He takes way too big a hit for how we feel about Brad Childress. Yeah. It's way too much about Brad. And no, I'm not going to give him 100% credit for what happened with Russell Wilson in Seattle, but don't you think? The people around Russell Wilson deserve some credit for helping that team go to a Super Bowl, craft oh, that offense, yes. and you know. And Daryl Bevel is certainly not the one picking out offensive linemen in free agency and and in the draft, and that's the biggest problem for Seattle. All right, Mike Golick is going to join us when we come back here from Golick and Wingo. He did four hours of radio this morning. He's been wandering around, punch drunk, knocking over signs. So we'll talk to him when we come back here. There Before he we go anywhere right else, Mackie and Judd. Uh, live at Radio Row. Luther Brookdale Toyota is the best 
car dealership and service department in the Twin Cities. There's a reason my family and I put our trust in the same people going back three plus decades. Hey, we're not oblivious to the fact that you've got dozens if not hundreds of options if you're going to buy a car, sell a car, get your car serviced, minor maintenance, major maintenance. There's a, yeah, pretty much every exit in the Twin Cities has something. We haven't even considered another option for three plus decades in uh, in our in our family. Luther Brookdale Toyota also has a great selection of brand new 2018 vehicles, safety features on all of them, uh, upgraded exterior, great technology, touchscreens on the interior. Stop in on your way home from work tonight, open until nine o'clock on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. You can also go to LutherBrookdaleToyota.com if you want to snoop around some of the pre-owned vehicles and some of the current specials in the month of February. We're going to be back from Radio Row, Mall of America, with Mike Golick, the host of Golick and Wingo, Mackie and Judd. Welcome back. Radio Row, Mackie and Judd, in the middle of the food court here, which we showed up on Monday, and there were a few straggler people watching, but now that there's a million Hall of Famers and celebrities, the row of people is like 10 deep. And uh, it's hard to walk around here, but Mike Golick has emerged from the fray. You've been on a microphone for like 10 straight hours here today. <laughs> yeah. And you're here on behalf of the uh, Mike Dicka's Gridiron yeah, Greats yeah. Assistant Fund. So tell us what you're doing with, uh, with this. Well, Gridiron Greats, I mean, between Mike Dick and Jerry Kramer, who got this thing going, uh, Gail Sayers has been part of it. Uh, myself and uh, you know, I jumped on the board to help because of what they're doing. I mean, the, a lot of former players who didn't make the money. Some of the guys are uh, made today that are hurting both physically and financially, and it's a uh, it's a way to raise money to help uh, them uh, with their any kind of financial needs that they have. Uh, as far as physical needs, uh, Gridiron Greats is partnered with Premier Stem Cell out of Colorado and. Uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona, so physically through stem cell treatment of their own stem cell, nothing yeah. foreign in their body, sure. can help them physically get better, and then if they need financial assistance, that we help them there as well. So, you know, a lot of players who paved the way in this game, we don't want to forget about them, and if some are falling on hard times, we want to be there to help them. And, Mike, how, how is the league doing now at supporting those players? Because I know a few years back that was talked about a lot, that, that the recently retired players got great pensions, but the guys who were the greats of the 60s and 70s weren't getting great pensions. Can always be better. Let me put it that way. Can always be better. The latest deal that was signed certainly is very good for the post-career of the players in the current time. Sure. And you're right. Uh, the A lot of the former players haven't really felt any of the benefit of that. And, and certainly there's talk back and forth, well, you know, how much should they, where, where should that line be? Because the, the, the league does make a lot of money that the players share in, so how much of that should go to some of the former players. And you know what? I hope it all works out. But the one thing I, I don't want to get into, I want to I want gridiron greats. I want to be part of that that works with the NFL. Sure. So I don't want to I don't want to start a they need to be doing more and I'm going to be mad about it and I'm going to scream yeah. about it until they do. I want to work with them. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to work with the players' union. I want to work with the NFL, and I want to try and get a get a get a, a together and say, what are we what are we trying to do here? We're trying to help people who need help. So why don't we all focus on that goal and not you know any kind of a, a fight back and forth on anything? So that's why I'm I've kind of jumped on this board because I want to go at it from that route. And we'll see how it goes. Hey, what, what's the level of general resentment from the old guard that did pave the way as you're talking well, about? I, I think obviously when you see the dollars that they're making, but you know what that that happens every. Everywhere. Yeah. I mean, outside of sports, inside of sports, you see that. And then there's the, 
the guys are, t are taken care of after ball a little better with some of the, the pensions and programs they have that weren't available or weren't worth as much to the players who, again, it's a physical game. You give a lot out there, and you know that going in. It's not like you, you're like, oh, my God, I got hurt playing this. You understand that. But there's just a lot of, hey, this game, you guys are benefiting of this game today because of what we did. And we're just hoping to get a little more out of that. But there's the fine line again, how I said I don't want gridiron greats in a battle with the NFL or a battle with the union. I want to work with them. It's the same with former players to current players. I don't want their animosity to be between the two. The, the, the bottom line, as I said in football, is if, if I see someone on the ground and he's your teammate, what do you do? You reach your hand down and you help him up. Between the NFL, the union. Unless it's Kevin Love. Well, <laughs> yeah. Between the NFL, yeah, 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 I'm with you. The <laughs> NFL, the union, the current players, the former players, you're all part of the same fraternity. So if players are down, man, reach down and help them up. And, and that's what I'm trying to, to help with. By the way, for people who are listening or who might be you know, roaming around the Mall of America, we do see we have listeners who have little headphones in and, they're, and they watch us broadcast. If you think that the Mike Golicks of the world just come in here and they do their appearances and they get out, you have been localized. You ice fished yesterday yes. with your son and Katie Nolan. You were drinking Surly. And let me tell you, was it good? Because they asked me, what do you want to drink? I, they said, you want to drink beer? I said, Are you, I'm fishing. I said, of course I do want to drink breathe? beer. You that, want to, yeah. exactly. that was the dumbest question you've ever been asked. It was right unbelievable. There. I gave, I gave the like double take. water instead, Mr. Gold. I mean, come on, do I breathe air? Then I drink beer. So... I said, give me a local. I, I, I didn't know, you know, and, and what do they, you guys said you. So Surly is the beer that you drank. Yes, Surly I said all is. I remember was a red can. Yes. And uh, it is, I mean, this is, in the last 10 years, this is a booming, I don't know where it ranks in the country, but when you think of local craft beer scenes, this is right up your alley. And I love that. When I go somewhere, that's exactly what I want to do. I want, I want to drink that local beer. So they got a bunch for us, and I had a line in the water and a beer in my hand. We caught, my son Mike caught probably 15 between crappie and perch. I, I caught probably eight or ten. Katie Nolan never fished before, and wouldn't you know, she hooked a three-pound white bass. Of course she did. It was un. I mean, the guy there, they, they were they were great. We're going, oh my god! And she pulled this thing up. We were like, you've got to be kidding me. Nice day too. Oh, let you me tell you, for a lot better than doing it today or tomorrow so, for where the weather's so going to go. Like the thing is, I know today we hit you with a little, uh, and you're a cold weather guy. Like, I, I don't life, so, it's, so, yeah. but, so we're preaching to the choir here, but I think we gave you some 32 degrees, maybe yeah. borderline yesterday. Then we hit you with like five inches of snow and an ice sheet and some wind. So today might be the day if people were on the fence. Is the Super Bowl in Twin Cities more of a regular thing? Today might be the day where they say, actually every 26 years seems this right. is This is the epitome of you're going to get the Minneapolis St. Paul experience is yeah. what you're going to get now you're going to get you're going to feel like you got punched in the face with cold all of a sudden your nose is going to run and your eyes are going to water and you're going my god what just happened to me and yes. sunday's going to be the same way yeah so yes it no, is i i think the rich folks are going to say we had a lot of fun it was very nice and we'll see you in 30 years but here's the thing in all honesty I'm, I'm, I, while I get it, you have the walkways going everywhere. Yeah, you, have a, you do have a lot of fun things to do. You just have to understand, you're going to come here for the Super Bowl. It's going to be cold at times, but, man, there are ways to get where you need to go and fun things to we do. We have a roving gang of Golics right now, just a roving gang of Golics walking all over oh, the place. It's absurd. By the way. And my son is around, too, yeah, so no, it's my brother and my son. Hey, us before. Can I say, Dave, can you hold on one second here? For Bob. Yes. Can you say that Dave Harrigan and I, one of our favorite TV shows of all time. Oh, no, don't do it. Saved by the Bell of the College. Yeah. Oh, my Mine God, too. you had to do it. I just want you to know that. Mine, too. But one of my favorite moments. You know, I Absolutely mean, I was, kids were just trying to have fun. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, I only did that, but I, it was fun. It was it was new and exciting. But after one season, I wanted to get something a little deeper. Yeah, yeah so exactly. After, you wanted to delve into that. Me and Jim Carrey had this uh, real serious thing that we wanted to do, but we both disappeared. It's, a, it's from amazing the because after one season, I didn't want to watch it anymore. <laughs> so we were on the same page. Exactly. They should, they should have found a more creative way to kill off your character. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and not just kill off the show. <laughs> what I'm dead? <laughs> off the top of a Mike building. Rogers is gone. Yeah. <laughs> he did that to me. In, he did that to me in coach. Yeah, that's true. You did. You <laughs> Reuter. Yeah, all Roy's. I got cancer, and now I'm dead. And I said, they said, man, you did a great job. I said, hey, anytime you want me to, he said, dude, you're dead. You're dead. You're not <laughs> coming over. back. You're not no, coming the, back. The checks show up now, though, right? Yeah, the residual. Don't you get the residual. Two bucks, fifty, two bucks. Yeah. I went to McDonald's last month. That's the acting life. You got to yeah, the uh, acting uh, life. It Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Now my oldest daughter is dating an actor out in California. Right? That's right. Man. Yeah. Just. Looks, and he's like a real. Well, never mind. Looks exactly <laughs> like Screech, right? <laughs> I miss you. Sorry, I know. I'm gonna, aim, like, I'm gonna aim better next we time. We just kind of drop right into the routine, don't we? Yeah. Oh, oh. That's good. Oh, it's a Goldick sandwich here on Radio Row. Hey, are you uh, are you gonna apologize on behalf of your Eagles fans who are throwing full cans of beer at our Vikings fans? Listen. Listen, you got to know Eagle fans are a little out there. Let's all talk right? about this, though. <clears throat> yeah. The week of the game. The week of the game, Vikings fans are like, we're going to Philly. And, and I said on this show, from previous experience being in that stadium, I said, that's good. Go to the game. Don't wear Vikings guard. Don't wear your Helga horns. Don't wear your jerseys. Don't rub it in their face. And certainly not your nipple tassels. They go and put a Stefan. Well, I mean, that's a private That's thing. a good point. They go and put a Stefan Diggs jersey on the Rocky statue. <clears throat> all right. What did we think so, was going to happen? So here's my thought on that. Do I think you should be able to go? Should Viking fans be able to go into Philadelphia and go into the stadium and wear their jersey and wear their horns? Absolutely, they should be able to do that. But when you have a rally on the Rocky Steps and you're putting jerseys on our on our statues or statues in Philadelphia, I can't say our anymore, now that's – so there's a line. Yes. All right, now, do you deserve to have full beer cans thrown at you? A, it's a waste of beer it is. is what that is. So, Phil, listen, I played most of my career in Philly. I love their fans. They're smart. They're passionate. Some cross the line. Listen, in the old stadium when you were getting hit by the urine, you know, bombs, you know, the urine-filled balloons, I mean, that's – you kind of know that going in. But I, I'll say this. You should be able to wear colors from your team in the stadium just – be careful of the line you make outside. Cross. Outside, I don't even and mind your stadium, stadium had a jail. I know this one oh, doesn't, yeah. and a judge yeah. who immediately heard cases. I know, I know. Listen, I love the fans there. Do some cross the line? Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. Let's hope it's just two percenters has, and not the majority. Has somebody checked on the Mary Tyler Moore statue yet? Downtown Minneapolis. They dusted her off. She's on. She's outside. I gotta think. I I was down there last Saturday before all the you know the Eagles and, and, and Patriots fans came in. So this is before right. the riffraff. And there were literally four or five armed security guards standing, not like in a circle around her, but in the five to ten foot radius around the Mary Tyler Moore statue. One of the Good first, luck getting an Eagles jersey. On. One of the first times I came here to, to do a show when I was with Greeny is I went, I have a picture of me with that, with Mary Tyler. I love that show. I love Mary Tyler Moore. I got a picture with that statue. And you're right. You know, that that, that should not have an Eagle jersey on it. It will, though. It should, I, and, and it's a shame because it, it should not. It'll be a Randall Cunningham or like a Vikings tie they might, of some kind. You they know? might break it. Yeah. Oh, that would be awful. <laughs> they might. I don't trust them. Oh, Break that would be up. such a shame. And, and by the way, we, to, uh, to your point, we found out that we what we thought was full cans of beer and b bottles of beer being thrown at Vikings fans 
might not have had beer. Yeah, it. well, it's the urine bombs. Well, yeah, that's yeah. Plus, yeah. that's what I mean. Gotcha. So we, we don't all waste thought, the beer. We all thought, what a what a weird waste of a beer. It might not have been beer. No, they were yeah. just, I, I get it. I know where you're going. I, I completely understand that. And as I said, they didn't waste beer, <laughs> hey, which another, is a key thing. Another now, minute but or two. Real quick, though. Yeah. Here, though, have the Philadelphia Eagle players been frozen out from restaurants. Is that okay, true? Do you think so that's this, here, true? Okay, let pop, okay. First of all, if you're going to show up the busiest week of the entire decade in the Twin Cities, and you're going to you're going to pick up the phone and try to get into a really nice restaurant, right. chances are a it might be booked, but b maybe don't tell the Minnesota-based person on the phone that you have 50 friends from the Eagles. That I agree want to with that. Dinner, right? I agree with that. Like, they should have absolutely gone the... with other names. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I and, agree. And we we are so passive aggressive, Mike, that that's the that's our thing. We're not going to let you eat at our restaurant. Yeah, right. that's you how know, we're instead get of getting back in your face, it is true. You, which you, is what you do on you the East Coast. Are the nicest we're people. All like, we don't mean to offend you, but we just can't have you in our restaurant. It, it, you are. You're the and and it, the, the juxtaposition of the how nice you guys are and Philly fans. That's an oil and water type. We're thing. nice to your face and then talk about you behind your back exactly. a little bit, and we're yeah. not quite sure. I'm with you. That's how it happens. Yeah. Hey, last thing, we want to be respectful of your time. You're busy on Radio Row. Mike Golick on behalf of the Gridiron Greats Assistance Fund. The Vikings have no quarterbacks under contract, right? And so we think it's down to four, unless there's a hidden, uh, unless there's uh, what, what do they call it in baseball? Uh, one of those sleeper teams, right? Or if it's Case Keenum, Sam Bradford on rickety legs, Teddy Bridgewater off the injury, or back up the Brinks truck for a Kirk Cousins, how do you sort of handicap that? Well, field? here's what I would do. Uh, Bradford throws the best ball, and I wouldn't sign him. There's there's no yeah. – I just – has nothing to do with his ability because the best part of ability is availability. Yeah. It's the oldest line in the book. I can't trust him being on the field. So do you transition case and maybe someone trades for him, you get to sell some picks and give Teddy a deal – I think you find a way to try and can you massage it and keep both those guys. But to me, right out the bat, Bradford, I wouldn't be. Uh, Bradford would be. Hey, love the way you throw the ball. Can't trust you being on the field. So we're going to move on from you and then deal with the other two. Yeah. I, I don't think I signed Cousins either. He was in line at the at the Shake Shack I saw yesterday. That. It was like he's going to he, get he, ninety-five he million guaranteed. The next time he is involved in a Shake Shack, he'll own a yes, Shake Shack. Yeah, he'll buy Not the whole chain. Exactly right. Wait, I got to wait in line. I'm just going to buy this, and I can get the burger whenever I want. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like he's got the hoodie pulled up. It's like, all oh, right, yeah. I think we got. Yeah. Tough to watch. I should have blindsided him. <laughs> Mike Golick, thanks for coming over. Oh, my pleasure. Great stuff. No problem. Obviously, hear him. He's our morning show on 1500 ESPN with Trey Wingo. Back with more from Radio Row. Matthew Collar will join to recap the Mark Wilk press conference. It's Mackie and Judd at MOA. Make plans to attend the 2018 Venture Bank Minnesota Golf Show February 16th through the 18th at Minneapolis Convention Center. Buy your tickets in advance and receive over $470 in value. Each paid advance ticket will receive 19 free green passes and a choice of golf shirt. To purchase tickets, head to 1500ESPN.com. Keyword events. Thank you, Jonathan. We got Jonathan back in the studio Dave Harrigan handling all the logistics here on location. And uh, we've had such a fun show today so far. Another hour to go. Uh, Michael Jr. early on, Michael Sr. And we had uh, Bob Golick. We had a little uh, Golick sandwich there. That was very cool. I'm not lying, by the way. Yeah. Saved by the Bell, the college years. I know it got canceled after one season. Yep. I was devastated. No, you weren't. I thought it was great. No. No, you didn't. I watched it. I actually, because but by that time I had seen all of the originals in syndication, 
the wife and I would sit down on, I think it was Monday or Tuesday nights, and I actually watched every one of those in now, prime time. The fact that they made it a prime time and I was like 22 was at the time. Over wow. The time. I was actually 22. This is embarrassing to admit. It's not. But I was Let so. It all out. And then, and then, if you recall, it started without Kelly Kapowski. Yeah, they had Alex and Leslie. Yeah. And I, then, I mean, I, I think that's what their names are. <laughs> not that I would know of. Nothing the top to be ashamed. Nothing to be ashamed of right there. <laughs> And then they said to themselves, <laughs> our ratings aren't what they should be, so we got to go get Tiffany Amber Thiessen back. Right. And they brought her back for the second half. Was she already on 90210 by then? Was she double dipping? No, shows? she was not. That was right before. Okay. And and if you recall also uh, some trivia from that, Mark Paul Gosler, if you, if you recall when that show started, was way bigger, like way thicker, because after Saved by the Bell got done, he went back to school to be a normal kid, and I think was trying to play he just football. He with strippers the whole time. No, he went. He was trying to play football. Oh. So he bulked up to play football, and then they called him back and said, "Hey, we're going to do this uh, Saved by the Bell the college years." And so he came back and he was ripped. He was because Zach was not ripped in high school. No, he was definitely yeah. He was big. Why do I know that? How about the fact that they they had not only that spinoff but like two or three other ones, and Screech was the only one. Like they kept bringing back Saved by the Bell. <laughs> And different classes of students, and then Screech was just the creepy oh, administrative yeah. assistant so Mr. Belding. around high school. Hey, Mr. Belding. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on, Mr. Didn't Belding? He, didn't Screech, didn't Dustin Diamond, like the real Dustin Diamond, stab somebody in a Wisconsin restaurant with yeah. a spork? Oh, yeah. In a bar sure over the happened, Packers, right? right, David? I don't know if it was Packer-related, but it was in a Wisconsin bar. I mean, it was, what, two, three, four years ago now? Yeah. He might still be incarcerated. And then he, he was went for on, a while. No, on, I think we need uh, to check the, the Wikipedia. Let's do it. He went on the one of those VH1 weight loss shows too, and, he was, and just yes. like he just irritated everybody and got kicked out the show. Completely I think crazy. he did a celebrity boxing too, if I uh, okay. if I remember correctly. Now what, always available. What was the, the sure one, he'll be on Radio Row tomorrow? What was the one ultimately where Zach and Kelly went to Vegas to get married? And I think that was the la- that, that might have been the last one that they or did. It was a movie that they turned into a four part. They did two movies. I can't believe we're doing this right now, but what the hell? We just had Bob Golick and Mike yeah, on the show, so. Um, so they had. I'm 48 they, <laughs> years old, and I'm talking about Saved by the Bell. They had I really the, jumped the shark as a human. The wedding in Las Vegas. Yep. But then they also had like Hawaiian vacation or something. In addition to the Malibu oh, Sands okay. episode. See, I lost. By this point, I had lost track. Okay. Well, they ran these in syndication for. They probably still do. I had lost 20 track years by later. This point. All right, uh, December 26, 2014, Diamond arrested in Ozaukee County, Wisconsin, possession of a switchblade knife, okay. which he was alleged to have pulled during a bar altercation in which a man was stabbed. We All don't right. know if that knife was the stabber. Okay. So, okay. Yes. I thought there was another incident involving a spork of some kind, but I, I don't know why spork stands out. Screech and spork. Anyway. Yeah, he, he served was, three months. So. Okay. All right. What do you think, we asked this to, to Golick, what, what are the chances that Minnesota can host a Super Bowl more than once every new stadium or once every 26 years? Or is it just, I is today the breaking point day where everyone was kind of like, oh, yeah, up until today when it's minus 23 wind chill and it just puts an end to the conversation? I think there's absolutely uh, no chance because I think I think they will come back north again, but I think it's going to be for more new stadiums. But, but they have which to be are indoor. Be, right, well, right. New York was outdoor, I guess, right, or but, New Jersey. But I'm saying, uh, let's say Detroit gets one, uh, replaces Ford Field in 25 years. They get one next, or they, they'd be before us. I don't, I don't see how you can convince the very rich people who want to come to this game that this is a good idea, unless it is uh, we've got to do it because they built a stadium. I think there's a better chance, actually. I mean, it's not that stopping 1,500 private planes from coming in this week. No, it's but not I, stopping I, I think there's a better chance that the Super Bowl 
eventually goes to a rotation of, of southern climbs coming north every 25 years. Well, that's what it is now. Or something like that. No, but I'm saying a rotation. I told you this before. A rotation of, let's say, the new stadium in Los Angeles. Miami gets it. New Orleans gets it. And pick a fourth. Well, that's literally what it is and now. Then, it's like Tampa, Miami, New Orleans. But they still move, move it around more. My, my point is you lock into four cities, and then occasionally if a northern climate builds a stadium that's indoors, they get it. And if, and if they don't, the north is out. Well, what's the next northern? Is there another northern climate team that might be up for well, an, here's out, my, an indoor stadium? Here's my question. I mean, Detroit has a new one. Indianapolis has a new one. Here's my question. Would Chicago eventually build one? With the promise of this game, isn't that part of their fabric though that they played outside? It was the part windies. of ours. It's it was the part windies, of our windy city. It was football. part of our fa- fabric when the Met was on this very site. And guess what? We're like, this fabric sucks. Let's move indoors. No, I think that a Chicago. I think a Chicago would, would be a candidate to say. Soldier Field, because the redo of that is awful. It's, it's a, not very good. I mean, I, I know Minnesota copped out, but that was 40 years ago now. If you're Chicago, and you cop out and you go into an indoor stadium, that takes away like all of your credibility, doesn't it? Even more so than Minnesota. What no. credibility do they have yeah. right now? Well, that's my point. Like Their credibility no. is outdoor No, it doesn't. No. It doesn't. Conditions. It doesn't. You tear down the, the redone soldier, you build a, a beautiful dome stadium on that, or an indoor stadium on that site, and you get a Super Bowl. The team's terrible. Rebrand them right now. Just, the brand new Chicago Bears. Oh my God! The Chicago Softies. Yes, we're a little bit. We're sissy. soft and we're proud oh, of you know, it. Here's what's funny though: like when the Vikings traditionally go outdoors, even if it's not cold outside. I mean, this game against the Eagles outdoors uh, in the NFC Championship game, 41 donut. They can't play outdoors in those conditions in big games. They just say, even at Green Bay late in the season, they lose more often than not if Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. Part of it's because those guys are the quarterback. So there is something to be said for. I think we'll take it. The indoor stuff here. Especially after that playoff game when it was what twenty five below or something, but the the odds are are high that the next time this game is played here, I'm dead. <laughs> the odds are very high of that. I don't. You'd have to I be don't like your my mid seventies, right? I don't like my yeah. Or your 80s, and a lot maybe. of stuff can go wrong before then. I don't like my chances of being on this earth the next time a Super Bowl is played in this town. Yeah, I'd probably take I'd probably take Judd up on that. Yeah, I mean, so I'll make it very simple for, for you guys. Even no, it's you, not coming. Even back if you soon. said it's coming back in a decade, it's what fifty fifty. Yeah. Well, that'd be 58. A lot. You know what? You know what's scary? A lot of things You're can happen wrong in that liver. There. A lot of bad things ha- happen yes. in the early 50s yeah, have to you, mid-50s. Have you had your liver checked at all? We don't need to go there. Okay. <laughs> why, why would we want to do something that could ruin my day? Or your life. Yeah. Hey, Mackie and Judd live at Radio Row, Mall of America. Uh, Matthew Collar is going to join when we come back here. We can talk about... The Aaron Rodgers stuff from earlier on, we, we've got a couple segments of reckless speculation. This is We have a new plan, by the way, Collar, for the Vikings quarterback path the next three years. We're going to run that by you. Uh, Mark Wilf also spoke to reporters no, Rick yesterday. Spiel- Rick Spielman today. Well, Wilf yesterday yeah. and Spielman today. And so we can dive into both of those things with uh, Matthew Collar and much more. Another hour to go from Radio Row, Mackie and Judd.